This is Nancy Yarrell and welcome to Nancy Psychic View on the High Road to Humanity. And we're laughing because I am having a difficult time speaking today for some reason. But um, from Ohio, JJ D. Geronimo is here visiting us. She has a new book out called Seeking and welcome to the show. Mm, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. You guys, this is 74 key findings to raising your energy, sidestep your self-doubts, and align with your life's work. What a cool book. Now, before I even read her bio, I had to read what she wrote in the beginning of this book. So sit back and relax a second. So your soul is yearning for you to reach new heights of awareness. Trust that you are being guided to seek your next level of awakening and be curious, embrace what comes forward for you and be ready to raise your frequency. And that's the beginning of this cool book. I'm so excited you're here. Tell us your story because you, you tried, you said you were thinking about drinking wine. You were thinking about sabotaging your marriage. You were even considering driving away and never coming back. Yeah, I think so many of us are so caught up in what we're supposed to be doing that we often just completely override what is coming through us. Mm -hmm. And I think when you do that, you end up being in a state of like unknowing and your yeses, you're trying to please so many people and you're in that I should mentality and you end up getting into all these things that really don't align with your soul's work. And if you've been there, you know it because you feel so out of sorts. And I feel like for a while in my life, I felt so out of sorts yet. I've known I've had such a big calling, but I haven't been able to like really manifest it at the speed. I thought I should be able to manifest it. Okay. Well, let me read your bio for everybody. <laughs> JJ D. Geronimo is an award-winning author of three books and empower women with tried and tested strategies, mindfulness, and energetic practices to increase their impact and influence. So she's formerly a leading woman in the tech industry. Her work has been featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Thrive Global. Her latest book, obviously, is Seeking. So that's what we're here to discuss today. But you know, it's really interesting. You started to realize, and I love this because you were in the tech industry. Talk about this. And you were like, you knew this wasn't your calling. You knew there was something inside of you. There was an underlying energy and you're talking about that. Um, what finally prompted you to say enough is enough? Hmm. You know, I, I think if you've ever been in a job where you just you're just not yourself and you keep showing up in ways that don't align with you with, with who you know you really are, 
And that just kept happening over and over. I just could not really get my stride. Although I was doing great in my career, I loved tech. I loved my job, but I just felt like there was something bigger I had to work on. And so, I, of course, I did what everyone does, right? I went to Sedona. I know. I love it. I was, and, and you, and I have to say, I did read in your book where you tell your boss that you're going to take three days off and talk about this real quick before you go to yeah. sleep. Yeah. You know, it's funny because if you do any Esther Hicks work or even um, Byron Katie, right outside, what's happening outside is a reflection of what's happening inside. And I took three days off. I had probably 40 days off of vacation. I did not take yet. It's funny because when I asked him, it's almost like I felt like I didn't deserve the time off. And so his reaction was almost a reflection of how I felt inside. He was mirroring it. But I didn't know that at the time until, you know, later in life here. But I feel like I was so afraid of him realizing that I was shifting and that I was going to Sedona to get some answers about sort of what should I do next with my life. And when I took the time off, I had all that buried inside. And uh, he just came at me, not in a negative way, but just like, what are you going to Sedona for? What are you doing? This is, are you going to leave your job? Do I need to backfill you? And I was like, oh my gosh, did you start to panic a little bit? Yes. I started to panic because, because I felt like he was on to me and I wasn't even on to myself. I just knew I was going, you know, I booked an, a soul adventures there with Deborah, and she was like, well, why are you coming this? And I'm like, listen, I know I need to shift. I just don't know how to do it. And I still didn't want to leave my job. I loved my job. And actually I defined myself by my job. And so letting that go was so foreign to me. So I was trying to figure out how could I do both, but you know how that happens. You're not really here to do both. Yeah. uh, Two things I want to ask you. One, what was your title at your job? So I was um, director of cloud computing in 2012, which, you know, that was a really just such a prominent role in a really amazing company. And I flew all over the world and had all these amazing conversations. And I really pride myself on just getting to that level. Wow. So when you went to Sedona, let's talk about this. Cause mm-hmm. you know, probably, I don't know, a lot of people have been, uh, I've been, and it's, it's an experience. I mean, when you go, it's like a whole different world. Like you, I was telling you before the show, I was completely out of my body. I literally had to go buy a copper ball to hold on to while I was there. Talk mm-hmm. about what happened when you went. Well, it's funny because I booked a soul adventure and I, I, they basically give you a list of practitioners to visit. They vetted it all out and they were just a great group to work with. They wanted me to stay for five days. I'm like, look, I got two and a half days. I'm running and gunning. And that's kind of was my MO in life. Right. So I had my rental car and I was driving from practitioner to practitioner. Um, But there was one in particular and well, there were many amazing practitioners. I did a lot of really cool experiences, but Uh, One of my favorite that I write about in the book is she was an angel reader. And as soon as I came in, she, she like sat me down and she goes, well, you are definitely here to bring people closer to God. And I was like, ah, yeah, no, 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 that's not me. She's like, yes, it is. Oh my goodness. I was like, I work in corporate America. I can't even think about God, let alone say God. And she's like, nope, that's why you're on the planet. I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, you will know. I'm like, that's why I'm here. She's like, it will come in time. And I spent five hours with her and I never met her before in my life. And I, as I was knocking on her door, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I in Cottonwood knocking on this woman's door? Five hours later, I walked out. Different person. 
Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. Well, you start to realize, and you write about all this in your book, and it's so good. And you guys have to pick it up. It is called Seeking. I have so many questions for you today. <laughs> you know, you talk about adjusting your frequency and self-love. And that's something that we talk about on the show a lot. You know, um, we all have to work on ourselves. We all mm. have to work on ourselves. At what point, I guess I want to just, I have all these questions, but I'm thinking out loud now that you're telling this. So at what point did you realize you need to connect with God? I have to say I've always been connected to God, but I didn't, not like I am now. Not, I mean, I feel like I am a direct channel to what is, you know, I am and they are me and we are here together. So that's amazing. Yes. But I would say that it has happened over time. Like it is amazing how the universe guides you. Like one step leads to the next, which leads to the next. And I wanted to be there, you know, a decade ago. And so I've been very impatient on my journey, but looking back, I needed every single step to bring me to this level of connection, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like is the most magical now because before I was so unsettled, I'm so unsettled. Now I'm like, okay, I am here to do the work, to do the work down here that I agreed to when I was in that energy. And some people mm-hmm. say up there. Mm-hmm. So it's been, ex- it's been exciting, but I would tell you that every step has mattered. Yeah. And that's, I agree with you. Each person that comes on my show, God sends, it's very interesting. And it's really for the audience and it's for me because we all, we learn together, you know, it's so interesting. And I love this, that you're doing this, you know, when you were looking for fulfillment, I just want to say this and I can relate so much. And I think the audience can too, you know, we're all looking for something that's missing. And then we realize we're missing the divine. We're missing, you can say source, you can say, you know, higher vibration. We're we're forgetting to connect. We all lost our connection and we're starting to connect again. It's an amazing journey for those of us that are on this journey where we're here to do bigger work than what, you know, what the human really Things recognize almost yeah. the ego energy of the human. That's I it. would say that, you know, working from the, so all my other books are about like getting there and getting the promotion and working in the corporate America. This book, particularly seeking is working from the inside out. Yay. And a lot of times that starts off the side of your desk. So you're doing little activities off the side of your desk that are filling you up, but often are necessary for you to kind of work through to get to that next step. So I didn't start doing the spiritual energy connection work that I'm doing now. In 2008, you know, I had my children. I had a really intense job and I just started bringing women together because I didn't know how to have an intense job and young children, you know, and how do you make that work? And so that was my first step. And then I captured all those messages and examples and put that in my first book. And then when I went on the road for that off the side of my desk, and then learn women want to know how to get promoted and how to find a sponsor. So I collected all that information. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a journey of collection and sharing, collection and sharing. Yeah. You talk about so much in the book. I mean, you talk about our choices. You talk about money. I thought this was really interesting. I jotted this down. You say, for much of my life, I gave money the wrong power. I had often let it control my decisions and define my self-worth. Talk about that because money carries a frequency and it carries the frequency you say that we give it. So I'd like for you to address that. Mm, Money is such an obstacle for so many women in so many parts of their journey because I hear so many women say, I can't afford it. 
um, you know, I, I'm not going to spend money on that, or I, I don't want to spend that much money on it. And it's like, we give so many stories to how and what we spend money on. And money was a big lesson for me because I grew up with no money. Then okay. I came into a lot of money Then I lost that money. You know, now I'm into money. That's not my money. And like all those stories, but the reality is, is, is the universe gives you a lot of things that you may or may not create on your own. And I think I always had to attach my effort to money and right. then I determined how I could spend it. And I feel like you have to really think of your life as like the universe gives you a lot of available resources near and around you that you can tap into that you don't always have to have a direct line to. And it's taken me a long, long time to unravel my money stories, which is why there's three and a half chapters on money. Yeah. Well, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, same thing. I grew up, you know, in a middle-class family, but got into real estate and made big money, but I was defined by that. And then when I got out of it and then you don't make money when you first start in the spiritual business, you know, it's all like giving, giving, giving. But what I've learned that I want to say, and you can expand if you'd like, is that, and maybe you did a little bit, it's like, you have to trust the universe it gets to a point where you're like, okay, I'm doing this work. I'm supposed to be doing this work. And I have to trust that you, that the universe, that God is going to take care of me. And that's really, I think, what it boils down to. What do you think, JJ? I do. I do. I have been tested a lot, as many people have. I mean, I get close to the edge and be like, oh my gosh, do I really trust? Do I really trust? And then something will happen. And I feel like every glimpse of... I got you from the universe, I kind of put in my back pocket because this human life is hard. It's hard. And it comes with this ego energy that's constantly convincing us we're not good enough. We're not there yet. Who do we think we are? And trying to protect us from who knows what. And it's hard to really allow that soul energy or that inner light to come up and through when you have that ego energy that's such a bully. Yeah. Well, we all, it's funny because you say in here, my ego was running the show and your decisions were being driven by fear. And I think that's a lot of us, you know, we have to let go. You say the self-doubt, the worry and the anxiety, and it's easier said than done. You can tell someone, you know, don't worry, but it's a whole different ballgame when you're in it. You know what I mean? But learning to trust, learning to have faith. I think faith is faith and trusting were two different things. I have faith in God, but trusting that the universe was going to take care of me and just letting go was probably the hardest thing. Yeah, my trick is gratitude. Like my trick of kind of building up that trust is gratitude. And so the two things that I've really had to learn to do is one, be mindful, which was not an easy for me to learn, but essentially mindfulness, which is goofy as it sounds to me when I first heard it, it gives you the space to recognize what's happening in any one moment. And you have to train yourself to be in the present moment because the ego energy and the mind energy will keep you reflecting on the past, planning for the future. And it'll do that your entire life if you let it. So you have to train yourself to be in the present moment. And the way that I do it, is I'm constantly even just recognizing, like right now my curtains are moving from the air in my house, the trees outside are moving. Like I wouldn't have recognized all these little things that are happening around me. And once you give space to be in the present moment by recognizing everything that's happening, you get to see everything that's happening. And the universe sends you a lot of things your way that we often gloss over because we're in our heads. Right, we miss it. We miss those things. 
And it's funny. I, I agree with what you say. You start to see the small things and you start to appreciate the little things because it's the little things that bring us joy. Now, at one point you go to a therapist because you're looking for joy. You haven't found the, you haven't connected yet. I would imagine at this point in the book, is that right? When you went to the therapist? No, no. And I ended up in the therapist's office because I just felt like I was so out of sorts. And I was like, what is going on? I have all these great things working in my favor, but yet I feel so internally uh, unsettled. No, when you went to the, th- see, I'm, I'm going to try to be really careful here. I, I am so into the spiritual work that I think therapists just don't get it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So when you went to the therapist, cause I mean, it's all about connecting with the divine. That's really what it is. That's what changes us and in, in working on ourselves. And, and the thing about therapy, I'll just say this and I'll let you talk about what happened with you is that when you go to therapy, they want you to tell your story over and over and over again. And what you're doing is you're reinforcing that negativity and it's ridiculous. So that's what I think about. I mean, you know, God bless. I I'm sure they're doing the best they can, but that's what I think. Did you get what happened when you went? You know, I think we have guides at certain times in our life that push us in certain directions. Like I had a guidance counselor in high school that pushed me to to where I am now. I've had this guide um, in therapy that actually pushed me to mindfulness. And I feel like it was just so serendipitous that she pushed me that way. She was like, listen, I'm not going to keep meeting with you until you go to mindfulness. And I was so annoyed, but I eventually went. And I would say, I haven't really, I agree with you in a lot of ways. And I use a lot of light workers, energy practitioners, mystics now, because they're connected to move the darkness out, yeah. to work through the story. Sometimes you don't have to visit the story. There's a woman that I work with. She don't even tell her the story. She just helps you get that dark energy out. So you have more room for light. So I think if I had to pick and start over again, I would have started with light workers or mystics right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in a place at that point that I really was in that space anymore. I started going to Lilydale with my mom years ago, but then I lost touch of all of that and didn't end up back in that realm until I was like, just desperate to find another way of living. Right. Talk about your mom. Cause you know, you have a chapter in the book. Did we pick our mothers? And uh, I want you to talk about this because a lot of people have issues, mother issues. Uh, And that's exactly why I included those chapters, because there's barely any woman that I talk to that doesn't have something with their mother. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to, you know, obviously so many of the, I mean, I've just finished uh, Jane Roberts books on Seth Speaks, and now I'm into Esther Hicks again, which I was in years ago, and I'm back to it again, listening to new lessons that are coming forward. Our relationships bring us our biggest lessons. And our parents have a really big lesson for us along oftentimes with the people that we call our mates, best friends, spouses, whatever you want to call it. There's huge, huge lessons in those relationships. And for me, my mother is a beautiful soul, but she grew up in a very abusive family. And then she moved in with my dad who never physically hit her, but kept her very contained. And I grew up watching a woman who had no physical shackles on her, but had a lot of emotional shackles on her. And I believe that that was my learning grounds for how many women feel trapped in their situations. Mm, Interesting. Very interesting. My mom was a narcissist. So I had to, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I kept marrying narcissists, trying to work it out. And I'm an empath. And so, you know, you're exactly right. 
she was my best teacher. She was awful, but she was my best teacher. Right. But you know what? Like if you, th- I really think we pick our, uh, many of our situations. Oh, we do. Now. We do. We do. And I think like there's so many light workers that I've interviewed and worked with that have come from incredibly abusive situations, very strong religious backgrounds. And I'm yes. like, I feel like they almost wanted to not use their gifts. So they put themselves in situations that prevented them from initially really tapping into their gifts because they felt like they like the, the especially the religions like so locked down but a lot of them have blossomed through and now see that that was sort of like a mechanism that they just want to see if they could burst through that and many of them have mm-hmm. well you need that you know it actually catapults you to the next level it's either sink or swim work on yourself or you know don't, but, yes. it, but, you know, it gives you that it pushes you. Um, so you talk about energy, which I love, cause I wrote a book on energy and, you know, it's the energy around us. And you talk about this in the book. So I, I will say that there are a lot of people that I have, um, how can I say this stepped away from in my life. And I think a lot of people do because they start to realize the energy is affecting them in a negative way. And there are a lot of energy vampires out there. And I suppose you know about the energy vampires. So talk about your experience. I didn't know much about energy even like 15 years ago, even though in my first book, I talked a lot about the energy of practicing polluters and, you know, really keeping yourself energized. But I didn't connect that spiritually when I wrote my first book. Now this book, I, you know, it's in every sentence, it's in everything. And I think even when I was writing the book, like I could not watch any TV, couldn't watch, like could not get involved in any discussions that were negative. I really had to keep like a super clear channel to get the messaging to put in this book seeking. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I wanted to use the word frequency in the subtitle, but I was a little, I was scared to use Why? the word frequency. Now I wish I would have used it. Oh, um, yeah. I want to use the word frequency because I know didn't everything comes down to energy. Absolutely everything comes down to energy and the energy really starts within you. So like if you're beating the crap out of yourself every day, which is easy to do with our ego energy, it's hard to attract high energy outside yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to attract higher energy, if you want to be part of a, like of a more magical experience as a human, you have to raise your frequency. That's just that's just 101. You just have to raise your frequency. Maybe it's 301, but you have to raise your frequency. I think it's and I really realize that. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, we are energy. We are energetic beings in these bodies. And, you know, when you start to look at it that way, then you realize why it's so important to connect to that love energy, that, you know, divine energy, because it clears us and it balances us and it keeps us healthy. You know, I teach the audience to bring the light in every day. And to bring I love that up from Mother Earth. This I that's my goal is to teach the world to connect with God, to be straight with you. Well, you probably went to the same angel reader I did at one point because that's what she said too. And I well, feel I would, like, yeah, she's. Just, I am an angel reader. Yes, yes. And so you're telling yourself, and then you're telling others. And I feel like it seems so woo woo when you first start doing these discussions, but right. once you're in it for a while, you just don't even imagine there's any other way. And I feel like. In all the steps, I had to do all that inside work to do the work that I'm going to do next. And I feel like even, you know, I'm into birth charts and astrology. I love birth charts. And in 2017, I went to a birth chart reader and she said, in 
So 23, it's all going to come together. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how can this be? I've got that much more work to do. But honestly, now being 2003, it's very clear what my work is. And I would have never been able to really like manifest this level of work had I not done every little stupid dang thing I had to do for the last 15 years. I know. It's true. It's true. My big thing is working on the inner child. And that's been Mm -hmm. my thing for the last couple of years is working on that. And, you know, um, you're probably big into affirmations, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I what I I begin to I I call them like my little validations, I should say, because I channel like things come to me voice. It's like more like a a message, you know. Right. Like when I just everything I've done just has a message that comes to me. And uh, like even I was leaving Mount Shasta a couple of years ago and it, my, the message I was driving out, I had an amazing ex- retreat experience. I was just there just kind of just in all the energy. I'm driving away in my rental car to San Francisco airport and looking at the mountain in the background. And it says, I hear the message, bring the mystics together. And I'm like, mm. uh, you have the wrong car. That probably messages for the car behind me. And then I got it three more times on my way to San Francisco. I'm like, this is crazy. Bring the mystics together. And that was not a time where I would even have called myself a mystic. Mm. And now fast forward, I have this whole community of light workers that really I just brought together to take the mystique out of it for everyday women. Like, hey, I want you to tap into all the energy workers I'm working with, because if you're going to work from the inside out, you've got a lot of clearing out to do. And I have found you cannot do it all by yourself. You really need people to help you clear out your space so you have room for more light. Absolutely. I love that. That's so well said. Because we have this vessel of light. We are in a... um, I call it a vessel of light and I bring in the light every single day. And I bet you do too. Mm -hmm. And that's what fills us up and keeps us um, balanced and keeps us not. And and it helps us not let all this craziness in the world affect us. Honestly. Now I want to know what your friends thought, because this is crazy. I bet you have totally different friends than you had before. I do. I do. Sadly I do. And, 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 It's good and bad. Like I, you know, I've been doing so much inner work that even sometimes when I go out in a social setting, like I feel like I just give off a totally different energy and my, my connections, my conversations, like just have changed and people have just faded away. It's a bit sad, but it's also a good validation that I'm digging deep. I'm letting go of stuff that's no longer serving me in regards to my energy. And when my frequency raises, I'm going to get equal frequency come my way. And that's not where I used to be. So those energies sometimes are not leveling up with me. Right, exactly. So everything changes and I can agree with that. I mean, that's exactly. Now, what's your husband and the kids think? Are they into it? Do they think mom's woo-woo? What's going on? Because my kids were like, oh, don't say you're psychic, mom. You know, they've, they've evolved with me. I mean, obviously, you know, we choose our parents, our kids choose us and, My kids, um, I feel like I have gifts of their own, but I think it's my husband that, you know, over the years he has, he's really shifted because the stuff that happens to me is undeniable, undeniable. Tell us a story. Tell us a story. There's so many things that have happened. So, well, we have this, this place, this property that was for sale for 10 years and your property, a property up on Lake Erie. Okay, and talk about this. Yeah, so, so excited about property. 
And it's like, I look at all the steps in my life that have brought me to this place. Now I always wondered like, why I'm in Ohio? Why is this all happening? And I feel like a lot of it is this property that has been brought through him to me and the things that are happening, the people that are coming there, the people that are calling me, you couldn't deny it. I'm like, this person has called me out of nowhere, this one, but even everyday little things that happen like, um, Oh, I was, I took my son overseas this summer. We were on a trip. We went on a roller coaster and I gave him my credit card and my license because my pockets didn't zip. Well, after the roller coaster, they have those pictures. And so he took, he took his camera out and um, then we went on the roller coaster again. And then after the second time, I'm like, okay, I'll just take my credit card thing back. Well, of course there was no credit card, just my license. So I was like, oh, I'm not overseas. That credit card is tied to like the next three things we're doing. So I'm like, okay, I need to find this. I'll go to customer service, this and that, not in the way. He was going to ride rides. I'm like, I'll just go. You keep riding rides. We were in uh, Copenhagen. I'm seeing feather, 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 all the way to the customer service. They don't have it. It was kind of too soon. They didn't have it. Got my bike, went back to the hotel. I was like, maybe I didn't get my credit card. Even my, my credit card wasn't there. Went back to the place, Tivoli in Copenhagen. And I was walking around the park going, where would this credit card be? So I'm like, please help me find this credit card. I've got five more days here. I need this credit card. If you could please help me. So I'm seeing feathers everywhere. And when I see feathers, it's like, we got you. So I went back to where the roller coaster was, is that, and as I'm passing this food vendor, I get this message, ask the food vendor. And I'm like, I'm not asking the food vendor. I mean, they're going to think I'm crazy. So we go back over there and I go back and look the other way and there's another food vendor. And it said, ask the food vendor. So I wait in line. It's taking forever. I decide I'm not going to ask her. I walk away and I like, I got this voice, ask the, ask her, ask her. So I skip all these people. I'm like, hey, did you happen to find a credit card? And she's far the other way. And she's like, what's your name? And I saw her name. She goes, here you go. And hands me my credit card. So I feel like I, if I'm open to it, I'm guided. If I'm open to it, meaning I'm in the present moment. And I'm you listen. Trusting. I'm yeah. listening. I'm trusting. And I feel like we all have access to that. We do all have access. It's hard, though, to trust your intuition. Um, I will say that because I will do readings for people. And my angel stands right here. And I ask her and she brings forth the information. It doesn't come from me. It comes from God and it comes from yes. her. And so she gives the information. But when it comes to me, I'll say, hey, what do you think about this? And she'll tell me and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and I know she's right on the money. But it's different when it's us. It's hard to learn. It's taken me a long time. Now, now I trust her. And now we have this like really cool relationship. But in the beginning, it's hard to trust your intuition because you think, well, maybe I'm wrong. Like you were saying, maybe I shouldn't ask that vendor. You know, we start to question ourselves. Oh, all the time. All the time. It's amazing. Like how many things like even... I start visualizing people I'm going to see even this weekend. There was a gentleman I needed to see to get something going. And I visualized seeing him when I walked into this farmer's market. And I was looking for him when I went to this farmer's market, but I didn't see him. And then my daughter wanted to go to this beach market down the way. So I parked the car a couple hours later and we're walking up the hill. And sure enough, I see him right when I walk in first person. So like sometimes you think it's going to come in one way, but it actually comes in another way. And I think sometimes our human mind can get the best of us to think like, this is how it's going to happen. But in reality, it's nothing like we try to almost like have ideas of how it's going to happen. But sometimes it's, you know, it's not going to be in the market one. It was in market two. And I totally forgot about it after market one, because that's where I thought it was going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to open our minds and be more open. And that I will say is really important. I'm really glad you brought this up because a lot of times we will ask for something and we expect it in a certain way. And if it doesn't happen that way, we almost are sabotaging ourselves, to be honest with you. And so it's really something, if we really want something, I think it's important to be open and just let it happen the way it's going to. Do you do? You yes. Yes. And be open to how it's going to come to you. Don't have like that premonition of like, oh, it mu- it's going to come this it's way. No, this that's way. the way it's going to happen. Because yeah. I would never envision my life now. And if I had planned my life out, it would have been a lot smaller than it's really unfolding. So what do you want to do now? You've got this really cool book out. How's it doing? Let's talk about that. I mean, you know, it's been out. When did it come out? Uh, a little bit like uh, the end of last year, end of last year. So it's been out about seven months so, so you know far. the reason. So here's the funny part, right? So I already have two successful books, and when I went to go publish this book, couldn't get it picked up. I got turned down six times for the book. Oh, and so I this was the only book I wrote a book proposal for, which was very difficult because I channel a lot of my information that comes through my book. So to write a book proposal about what I was going to write about didn't really was really hard because I don't know what's going to come through. Right. So I'm guessing. So anyways, it gets, so the book proposal spent months and months working on it, brought a, like hired a book proposal person to help me and everybody turned it down. All six places turned it down. So I just put it down for a while. Okay. And then, you know, I just got this incredible urge. Like you have got to like, keep people kept asking me questions that were in the book, which I thought is a sign of like, you have to write this book. And then just mm-hmm. things kept happening. And I really wanted to shift into this much more spiritual, but most of my readers and followers were business women that I didn't talk about spirituality with other than like energy a little bit here and there. So I started writing the book and how I found the editors and how I found this, how I found that. I ended up taking all my books back under my own umbrella so that I could help more women publish books. Cause if I'm having a hard time, so many other women are having a hard time too at it. But the idea is, as I started writing it, it would have never had the same energy as it does now had I written it a year and a half earlier than I, you know, than I really did end up writing it. And I could have never gotten the same cover or even done the key findings. I mean, most book publishers want very specific ways the books because that's what they know. Right. And I feel like that all happened on purpose because this was supposed to be different and yeah. I couldn't run it through the regular steps. Divine timing. Mm. You know, okay, so I'm going to read this. There's chapter 51 in her book. I marked it to read. I just thought this was really cool. So I'm going to share it with the audience. And the the name in the chapter is Light Up Your Frequency. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm not suggesting my path should be your path. I love Jay from Aquarius Insights Advice. Do not give up your power to anything or to anyone. I do, however, encourage you to move towards what is calling you, even if you have some nerves around it. Trust your inner self and the wisdom you were born with as you tap into your knowing. And this is really important that people know you have to do what you feel strongly about. You cannot let other people influence you. You have to do what your soul, like you said in the very beginning of this conversation, we come in here with you know, uh, what we're going to do. We really do. We have a mission. We all have this mission. And, you know, a lot of times people don't do it. Talk about this because people stop them. Yeah. I mean, just because you came down with your playbook, you know, that's basically buried inside your soul that you have to dig out just like a treasure hunt. 
there's a lot of people that come multiple times to follow that playbook at some level. They just can't get out of their own way because the circumstances in which they selected are so heavy or so dense, they forget why they're here. Well, I think it's cool that we're all starting to wake up and we're all mm-hmm. starting to remember why we're here. Now, what do you see going on around you? Because here are the people that come on the show. I'm so excited because we're like, hey, we're raising the vibration. More and more people are waking up. You know, more and more people, even though we've got the craziness going on in the world, which it really is crazy right now. Um, there's, It's a flip. It's interesting. I'm watching it. Craziness and then people who are balanced. What do you see? Yeah, I'm in the balanced. I, you know, there's been a lot of folks saying that the frequencies are going to split off and I sure as heck do not want to be on that lower frequency. Like all those crazies can go do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on a higher frequency. And every day that I start to get off my frequency, I go, okay, let's get that frequency back up. Because uh-huh. honestly, your life is an illusion of what you do from the inside out. And so if you're not liking the way your life is unfolding, you all you have to do is shift your frequency, which right. means you have to... Pay attention to how you talk to yourself and others, what you watch, what you read, what you listen to, even what you eat. You can easily shift your frequency and you just have to be really diligent that it matters enough to you that that's going to be important. And I have to love yourself enough. Yeah. And even if you don't love yourself enough, you've got to hate what you're in enough to to shift to another frequency. And when you shift, just like you and I, Nancy, when you start to shift your frequency, people will fall away. They'll just kind of evaporate. Uh, Even I was listening to Esther Hicks the other day. She said, if you're in an abusive relationship and you shift your frequency, you will shift your, your living arrangements. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I divorced three years ago. Yeah. 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 I just became more psychic and more intuitive and more intuitive and more intuitive. Yeah. And then you have somebody telling you you're psycho. <laughs> you're like, thank you. Thank you. I will take that and it's run with great. it. Even like, you know, the passing of um, Tina Turner, right? I mean, she really. Oh, I love Tina Turner. Me yeah. too. Me too. I mean, what an, what a strong soul that found her inner voice. If yep. that is not inspiration enough. And she had a horrible situation and her that self-work that she was doing uh was allowed her to have enough strength to shift yeah ike was abusive wait i don't know if, I, I watched all that I mean, and she oh was gosh. the star and she was the star and god bless her and she went to another country i mean she went to france and yeah there i just think that's yeah i agree with you when she died i i thought the same thing yeah you, you want know. to be inspired watch a few of her documentaries and t- stories about her i mean it will m- very much inspire you yeah it's absolutely so i love how you talk in the book there's a couple more things i want to talk about before we get out of here today there's a part where you have some uh, graphs and and stuff and you talk about recognizing the source of your energy and i really like this because on one side you have ego energy which is fear, worry, and avoidance. And then you have soul energy, which is abundance, love, and gratitude. And it's it's really like, to me, it's like black and white. Yeah, and you really can't live in both throughout the day. You're either more in one or more of the other. Most of us live mostly, unless we shift and we make a conscious shift, most of us live in the ego energy, which yeah. is worry, fear. And if you watch any type of TV, It's just like seeping in that energy. 
So you have to make a mindful shift to live in love and gratitude and abundance. And it takes time. And sometimes you can't be in it all day, but you have to learn to shift yourself into that as much as you can. And when you do that, all this other stuff, like, I don't know, I just doesn't even, the TV doesn't really even resonate with me anymore. I just don't even know what they're like. I turn it on. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't even, I don't even know what to do with that energy. Well, you're going to laugh. Yeah, because I watch know the TV is put here on purpose. If anyone doesn't know this, the TV is put here on purpose. The TV is here to brainwash you, to keep you at a lower frequency. Yes. Tell a vision. Yeah. Tell a vision. vision. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that before. That makes total sense. And you get to pick what you pay attention to. And if you choose the TV and CSI and all these shows that are just like drowning in fear and worry and anxiety, that's where you're going to sit. And so you can turn that off at any time in your life and watch inspiration on YouTube, inspiration on audibles, inspiration on the internet. You can make a life inspiration right from your device. This can be a learning tool for you instead of a sucking tool that sucks the energy out. Well, I agree. And you know, um, I can't watch this stuff. I'm an empath, so I can't. No, it affects neither. me too much energetically, but I watch the old reruns of the Waltons and I watch stuff like that. You know, I watch the old Andy Griffith because there's a, there's a little, you know, uh, message in there or whatever i, I love it yeah i do i watch the old reruns i don't care you know it doesn't matter and i agree with you so heartedly because what i see now are a lot of dark shows on television oh my gosh i and think we know of, it yeah so yeah. much darkness like yeah like, i don't even know how so many i mean so many people watch so many horrible things the wonders uh-uh. are scared to death of their neighbors Right, right, right. I did just watch, I will say this, uh, that new show that's come out about Jesus, the Jesus revolution. And I, it just came out on Netflix and I watched it and it's all about how the Calvary church came together, but it's really about Jesus and how people, you know, um, started to change. And it talks about the hippies, like back in the seventies, you know, when they had the love movement that's a little bit before my time but it was really interesting so there's stuff like you said that you can watch that's out there that will uplift you right so what do you want to leave us with today jj you've written this cool book i mean what are you doing now like what's your next project tell us well i'm working on a global healing center where mystics and everyday people are going to come together to really work on brightening their light nice. and i've been gifted this amazing facility on lake erie that is full of pyramids and has a lot of amazing energy there and little by little people are coming my way and we're just kind of putting the pieces and parts together And I am really just looking to activate a lot of these people I know and connecting them with people who need them. So whether people are going to write books or do workshops there or just come and run sessions there, I'm open to all of it. And I feel like I'm working with the man that built the house and the tribal energy of the land to really activate the space, you know, on this planet and beyond. And I feel like I am so ready for this. And every step that is in the book seeking, I needed to go through to clear my vessel so I could be a channel for others. I love that. Now, this place, have you secured the land, the 10 acres in, so you're ready? And 60. there's Okay. And there's, is there like a temple 
or is that what it's going to be a temple? Cause that's what my angel just said something about. A yeah. Temple. So yeah. it's a, so it's a, the house is about 40,000 square feet, but it's made out of little houses that are all connected and they're all pyramids. There's tons of inverted pyramids and pyramids. And from what I understand, the gentleman that created it, one of his past lives was Egypt and okay. he recreated some of that energy on this land. And so I don't even know how, I just can't even believe I have access to this place, but I will tell you that um, I feel like in a lot of ways that I've been chosen to work with him from the other side to make this space something for everybody. So I agree with you. And I think that's wonderful. So everybody can come. Is it something where people can come? And even if they don't have the money to pay for a massage therapist or an acupuncturist, that they'll be able to come in and be healed. Is that right? Well, I don't know how it's going to happen right now. The acts, the land will be available to come in and have a restaurant or just come in, um, you know, have a daily like food or something. And I'm sure we'll have times where we're going to have sound bowls and other things on the land that we can sit and be together. Yeah. Um, we've That's done so tribal cool. releases there. We've done all kinds of things. You know, I kind of think of it's like, it's like a Omega meets kind of an omega meets an an echelon that's on the west coast like it's by the water there's spiritual but there's also going to be other people there there's going to be everyday people there but there's also going to be a whole energy thing happening there but the people that are there there's going to be people that live there or rent their houses there they may not even know what's really happening because they're not on that frequency ah i see interesting i'm so glad you came on the show today what do you want to oh. what would you like to leave the audience with well, I just don't believe in any accident. So that if you're listening to us, you are attuned to our frequency and we're attuned to your frequency. And I just feel like there is a message for all of us here. And I think these are the special times in life where you get that glimpse of just awakening and be like, yeah, I should listen to that whisper. Or maybe I should make that phone call or I should check out that book or listen to another episode. Whatever is calling you right now, I just jot it down, put it down and create action around it. I love it. It's a really good book, you guys. It's called Seeking 74 Key Findings to Raising Your Energy, Sidestep Your Self-Doubts, and Align with Your Life's Work. It's by J.J. D. Geronimo. So glad you came today. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. All right, you guys, if you want an angel reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com. You can book your date and time. I am doing some public speaking. So if you want me to speak at your event, you can email me, Nancy, you're out at gmail.com or contact me through my website. Okay, guys, it's been a great show. Thank you so much. Everyone take care and God bless. God bless.